This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Heidi Murkoff, and I'm a mom on a mission, a mission to help you know what to expect every step of the way. If motherhood is the ultimate sisterhood, and I think we all know where I stand with that, then that must go double for Tia Mori. Tia has been part of our lives since she and her identically adorable twin, Tamara, co-starred on the hit 90s series, Sister, Sister. Now, if you were fangirling back then as a tween yourself, there's only more to love about Tia now that you're both all grown up. She's been busy since her Sister, Sister years, starring in shows like The Game, Tia and Tamara, and most recently, the Netflix comedy, 
family reunion. Oh, and for your binge-watching pleasure, you can now stream all six seasons of Sister, Sister on Netflix. And as if that weren't enough, Tia is also an author, a producer, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a mother of two ridiculously cute kids, Cree and Cairo, a mom multitasker after my own heart. If you already feel like you know her, that's because Tia is authentic and open in everything she does. We're going to get to know her just a little bit better today because she's here to get real about her pregnancies, motherhood, and her own journey to better health. Tia, thank you so much for hanging out with Emma and me today. Emma definitely spent a lot of time hanging out with you when she was growing up. I feel like we went through puberty together. I wasn't allowed to watch TV. Like I got like 30 minutes a week and that was my choice. Oh, thank you. You know, sister, sister, and you know, it's, it's playing right now on Netflix and the nostalgia is just on a high right now. So I'm just so grateful that we are able to put smiles on people's faces now, you know, through this pandemic and The timing is just just perfect. But that's so awesome that you were a fan of the show. Speaking of putting smiles on our faces that we all need. So how have you guys been staying healthy and sane during this COVID thing? The first thing I'll say is how we've been staying sane is taking everything a day at a time. Um, You know, if I'm honest with you, when the pandemic first hit, I was like always on the go. I'm a social butterfly. I even have a butterfly tattoo. So to just kind of like put the brakes on rather quickly, it was pretty hard for me. And then, you know, just kind of having the kids do social distance learning. It was just a lot of new things were coming at me so quickly. It was like being thrown in a pool, but not knowing how to swim. You Mm. had to really learn how to adjust swiftly. So with that said, I feel like now I trust me, I have my moments. I mean, just the other day, I like started bursting out in tears because one of my friends had invited me to go out to dinner with her. But you know, we have we don't we haven't been quarantined together. So Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen her I wanted to see her but I had to make that choice. But I but I've gotten better. It's frustrating. Emma, you've had some challenges too. Oh my gosh. You know, at first I was like, oh, I got this. This is going to be fine. Whatever. And now I'm like, there's not a day that goes by that I don't cry like in a corner in a fetal position. It's nice to know that there's someone that feels like you. You know what I mean? Like I said, some days I feel like I have this and then some days I just don't. But in regards to creating a schedule, you know, for the kids and just for us as a family has really brought some sort of peace, I think. Peace of mind. Every morning at seven o'clock, I get the kids ready. I get my son. I tell him to put on, I pick out some nice clothes, like as if he's going somewhere. I tell him to brush his teeth, wash his face, do his hair. Cause just mentally, it just makes you feel mm-hmm. better. I mean, for me, at least. You no, know, it's so true. Emma? Tia, you are, can you come and like teach me your ways? <laughs> it's hard. It is. It's, I mean, it's, it's. It's hard to create a schedule when you don't have anything to motivate you for that schedule. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I had to pretend. (laughs) Now it's like. Act. You had to act. Yes. I had to. We're going somewhere today, but we're not going somewhere today. But um, 
what I liked about it was it forced us to do something different. It forced us to kind of put the responsibility on yourself to make the kids happy as opposed to, I mean, going to Disneyland or going, we were, we were planning on going to Knott's Berry Farm for Cree's birthday, but of course, you know, we can't, but it made everything more intimate. It, it made me put my like creativity cap on, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think we have to wear a lot of creativity caps right now um, in so many different ways. But I think that's a silver lining, right? That we all have some extra family time, sometimes maybe too much, but it is family time that we otherwise wouldn't have had. So that is awesome. So Tia, you were diagnosed with endometriosis in yeah. 2006, right? And yeah. what were the symptoms that you had? And was it hard getting that diagnosis? Oh, well, okay. So I guess I'll start with, was it hard getting that diagnosis? Um, it was very hard. For years, I had suffered. I was going to my regular doctor, which was a family practitioner. And I would t constantly tell her about my symptoms. I was like telling her, it almost felt like I was telling her about my symptoms, like every time I would be on my period. But the weirdest thing was, it was like, she wasn't taking my symptoms very seriously. Um, mm. It was kind of like, well, just take a bath, take a warm bath. Or when I would tell her that didn't work last month, it was, well, get on the treadmill. Well, okay, but that didn't work in July, then August will come around, put a heating pad on it. Well, that didn't work either. So it was kind of like I was being passed, you know, off. Yeah. And that was very frustrating. And my symptoms were, I was having excruciating pain when it came to my cramps, mm -hmm. meaning I couldn't function because my cramps were so painful. I would be balled up in a ball. I would have heavy, heavy, heavy periods, meaning I would go through, you know, my feminine needs so fast because I was just so heavy. And then also, this is very weird, but I'm very honest, you know, when I when I speak about this, because I just want to be transparent, just in case if someone else is dealing with this. Yes, there were lots of clots, there was a lot of clotting, mm -hmm. which was very odd to me, because, you know, whenever I would ask someone else, like, do you get this? Do you get that? They're like, No, I don't clots like that. And I'm like, Well, that's weird, because I do. So I would have to say those were my symptoms. I think the biggest key here that I want to share with people is your symptoms take over. You're unable to function. And that's when I knew that something was wrong was when the pain had gotten so bad. And I actually share this in my book, Whole New You. The symptoms got so bad that I had to call an ambulance or I wanted to call an ambulance because I was like, I need something to stop me from feeling this pain because it was just terrible. And that's when I knew I was like, this isn't normal. And I need to really try to fix this or figure out what is going on. So just even having someone listen to you was part of the problem. Yes. And this is something I hear all the time. The CDC even has a campaign right now called Hear Her oh, wow. for this very reason, because women are not listened to so often. No, no. What did you do after you were finally diagnosed? Before I got, I think it's also important to talk about even like mm -hmm. how I got diagnosed. I didn't give up, meaning I didn't take no for an answer. I was my own advocate. 
and I continued to fight. So I ended up finding an incredible doctor who diagnosed me just by just hearing my symptoms and listening to me. She was like, you know what? You are the perfect candidate for endometriosis. And I remember sitting in her office going, huh? What? Like, what is that? (laughs) She was like, you're African-American. You're in your mid-20s. But in order for me to properly diagnose you, we have to have surgery. And that was like, I was like, what? I'd never gone under anesthesia. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. But anyway, so basically what I did after my diagnosis, the first thing was I got the surgery. She properly diagnosed me. And then after having that first surgery, my symptoms kind of went away a little bit, but then they came back. So I had to have another surgery. And so she said, look, Tia, if you don't want to have another surgery, and if you want to have children one day, because endometriosis is a, you know, a highly inflammatory condition that can cause infertility, she said, you're going to have to change your diet and your lifestyle. That was the first thing that I started to really capitalize on and focus on after I was diagnosed. I started to change my lifestyle. I changed my diet. I changed, I started to focus on my stress levels what was causing me stress, focused on things that would, you know, make me not so stressed, like yoga, meditation, and then just, you know, started taking supplements, taking care of my body and finding that super unusual balance. for a doctor to recommend lifestyle and dietary changes, by the way. I know. So that is such a plus. And it, and to be honest with you, I was I was like taken aback because I was like, wait, what? You're not gonna like just give me a pill or say that this is gonna go away with just one pill? It was the first time I had heard a doctor even talk about food. Yeah. And how food can suppress or exacerbate some sort of underlying condition that you have. And so she had told me to stay away from dairy because dairy causes inflammation in the body. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> You know, and I was young and I'm still young, but I think that's also the message here is that you don't want to wait until something bad happens or something scary happens in order for you to start doing precautions. You know what I mean? Just taking care of yourself. I wish everybody, every woman had a doctor like that, I have to say. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to. 
where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second-grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Now, you talked about both of your pregnancies being challenging. Yeah. I would say most pregnancies are challenging. I know. But how were they different? What did you go through so <laughs> what was so interesting about my challenges was I was gladly bringing them on because I was pregnant. You know what I mean? I was just mm. happy to just be pregnant. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely nauseous right now. Bring it on. You know what Yay. I mean? <laughs> Yay. Score. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, that's right? a great sign. You're pregnant, you know? So, but after two months went by and then after three months went by and after four months went by and after five months went by, I'm like, why am I still nauseous? Like, this isn't fun anymore. That was the, the first pregnancy. That was what was the most difficult. Were you diagnosed with hyperemesis? No. You know what? I, I was never given that diagnosis, but mm -hmm. I was told within like my next checkup, if I was still you know, experiencing this, that I was going to have to get one of those things that was attached to you that would just release Zofran just in your mm -hmm. body. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. So I started eating bread just every single day. And the bread, for some reason, no longer made me feel nauseous. 
I ate mm-hmm. it so much that I gained so much weight, of course, but then also I had a terrible allergy to it after my pregnancy. Isn't that oh. crazy? Just don't take the coffee. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, this is terrible. But, you know, it was so crazy because it was like as soon as my son was out of me, you know, after we had the cesarean, but, you know, anesthesia will make you hurl Mm -hmm. um but after all of that it was like the nausea it went away and I was like oh this is what it feels like oh my gosh for my second pregnancy it was actually worse my second pregnancy yeah I was like I am not that woman where it's just fairies yeah 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 sugar gumdrops and you know when you're pregnant (laughs) I was (laughs) unicorns rainbow no that wasn't me I had (laughs) gestational diabetes. I had edema. I had carpal tunnel. I had high blood pressure, uh, carpal tunnel. I was like, is this a joke? Like every single time I would see my doctor, she'd be like, oh, Tia, yeah, well, now you have this. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you joking? But again, I just took it with all of it, like with stride and with pride, because I was just grateful to be carrying my children because I didn't think that I could ever get pregnant. So I was just always in a space of gratitude, even when I was sticking myself in the thigh with the um, insulin, you know? (laughs) It was like a miracle. So yes, all children, all children are miracles, in my opinion. It's just to be able to have a child just grow in you and just start as this tiny, tiny little thing and, and just become this beautiful human being. That's a miracle, no matter how it happened. But just the process mm-hmm. of just them being able to come to, you know, Earth side is just, it's a miracle. So I'm with you. It is. And so those C-section, you had two C-sections? Yes. <laughs> well, first of all, how was your recovery? The first one was better than the second one. The second one, I guess, because there's more scar tissue. I don't know if it was older. I was like, I don't remember this. This is like, this is, I was like, this is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that that happens. All of those memories that you want to forget. And then all of a sudden, it's amnesia. But I will say this. If you do what you're supposed to do, rest and not do too much Mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing about having a cesarean how can you rest when you have a baby and you're taking care of that baby and you're breastfeeding and you're just like oh my gosh this is insane but if you take your meds and and do what you're supposed to do eventually you'll get over that hump and i think like the first i would say like maybe the first five six six days are pretty rough but after that you're it's amazing how the body just starts to heal and plus moms are so amazing we we rock (laughs) <laughs> we do. And you actually wrote a book yeah. about pregnancy. I did. Which is, oh, baby, pregnancy tales and advice from one hot mama to another. Yeah. And that was after Cree was born, right? That was after Cree. Yeah. Motherhood was the mother of invention for you, too. Kind of like me, because I, I delivered the proposal for what to expect when you're expecting two hours before I went into labor with Emma. Yeah. So it kind of inspired you? It did. And I think what inspired me to write that book was, again, I was going through so much that I was like, I'm sure there are many women that feel the same way. And I just want to just make light of all of it, make it funny and make it fun. Because what I think people 
aren't really honest about is pregnancy is scary, you know, especially if you've had IVF or if you've had complications or even if you've had a miscarriage, going through the whole process, it's scary and it's nerve wracking. And and then what I was telling my friend the other day was you're also alone. Like when are you ever around a woman in the same household even that is pregnant with you? Mm -hmm. It's just you. So I just wanted to just make light of it, make women laugh, you know, talk about the bloody noses, talk about the peeing on yourself when you laugh. Oh my God. Every, I had bloody noses every day. I still pee myself. Yeah. Yeah. When I first had a bloody nose, oh my gosh, like what is happening? Like this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, I didn't hear women say, yeah, you know, when I was pregnant, I had bloody noses. So like, again, I, I just wanted people to know that it, it's normal to have bloody noses. Every you know what I mean? Like morning. when you're pregnant, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. And, and be stuffy and snore even. Oh. And have that like gaggy feeling all night from the drip, 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 the post-nasal drip. Yeah, it's, it's a Oh, the constipation. Thing. That was mine. That too. Right? Or I had mentioned chest acne and back acne. So that's why I'm like, why did nobody tell me about this? So those are the things that I wasn't afraid to talk about, but make light of and fun because it's normal. I don't want women to freak out, you know? We're not going to laugh. We're going to cry. So I'd rather laugh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. If you don't have a sense of humor as a parent or as a pregnant mom, you are so so screwed. screwed. (laughs) So switching gears to parenting. So Emma, there's five years between your boys. Lennox is seven and Sebi just turned two. Ages are almost the same with kids. Yeah. Sebi was born in, your youngest was born in May. Yeah. And we're June. Oh. That's so cool. My son, it was June 28th. So he's nine. And Cairo is May 5th and she's two and a half. Oh. Yeah. So was it hard for, because they're so far apart, was it hard for Creed to kind of adjust to having a new baby in the house or was he super excited? It was very hard. Uh Uh-huh. It was, I don't know, was it for you too? I was a single mom for a while. So Mm. he was like super attached to me. I kind of like overcompensated for everything, but like presents and gifts and all my attention. So I think like Mm -hmm. it was a little rough on him because all of a sudden he had a new father figure in the house and a new baby. Oh yeah. But it was rough, but you know, you you get through it. Yeah, you do. You know, with with Cree, it's interesting that you say, because I knew that it was time to have a baby when I started to have a shrine of my son in the house. <laughs> it was a... <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Like, is this healthy? Like, <laughs> this is just wrong. This just looks wrong. And <laughs> so when Cairo, let me tell you what he did, which was so interesting. Cree, he never was the child that would draw on the wall, you know, or anything like that. So he had gone into her room, and this was before she was born, almost up to, you know, she was was close, close. And he drew on her furniture. He's very good at art, and he has this signature thing that he does with, like, these little swirl things. And he did that on her dresser. And I said, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad as a parent because – Cairo's room was Cree's room. So we had moved Cree's room to the bigger room. And I tried to tell him, you're getting the bigger room. You're the big brother. Like, look, you have a shower. Like you have all of this stuff. This is so cool. 
he drew on her furniture. It was like he was marking yes. his territory. He was like tagging. He was totally. tagging. Yeah, that's so funny. That's so wise, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. So much wisdom there in a little guy. Yep. But he's better now. Like, they have the best relationship. Right? And like, it changes. It's so beautiful. He is the big brother, watches over her, makes sure she's okay. It's so funny seeing him try to pick her up, <laughs> you know, when she's crying. That's so <laughs> sweet. That's why I think, like, in a way, like, that larger age gap is so beneficial because you really get the help. I mean, I wish Lennox would change diapers. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I have to tell a story about a diaper really quick. I hope I'm not <laughs> digressing too much. So, but it's interesting that you say that. You talk about helping because yeah. I agree with you. Cree helps with everything because people always ask me about that gap. And I'm like, it's been great. I mean, the only thing is, is they just have, when their activities, they're just so different that your different. day is just, you know, you're just like all over the place as opposed to having both kids go to one, one place. But Cree will not touch a poopy diaper. Cairo, she had pooped and her poop was so heavy that her diaper fell and my son jetted out of the room so fast that if I was in his way, he would have knocked me down. <laughs> I feel you. I'm like him. I can't stand the poo. No, Cree cannot stand it. He's out of the room, like gone, like lightning. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, you know, I think we all have divisions like in our households, like you do puke, I do poop, you do blood. I don't know if you have those with Corey. I but do. Like, My husband, you do? Corey, two years ago, Cree had the stomach flu and Lord God, you know how that <laughs> spread so fast around the house. But I can't do throw up. Corey like literally caught it in his hand, like the throw up <laughs> in his hand. And it's just like, oozing out of his hand and I'm like oh my god that is so disgusting <laughs> for sure we all have our limits yeah so your sister Tamara yes. has little kids too now do you wish you had had twins no oh no I don't know how my mother did and she worked you know her and my dad worked and I'm like how how did you do this with like having two crying babies at the same time? How are you like putting the babies down like for naps and, you know, getting us to go to sleep at night and get, putting us on schedules and all? I guess being a mom, you're put into survival mode. So maybe that's what it was with yes. her. I just think it's a lot. Like, I, I don't know if I could, could handle that. But the positive is having a twin is amazing because you have that built-in bond and you're going through life and life's obstacles together. Yeah, my husband, Eric, Emma's dad, is a identical twin, too. Oh, wow. So cool. But the, the weird thing is, I think when they were younger, they did all kinds of crazy twin stuff where you, like, could cue the Twilight Zone music. Like, oh, my God, they didn't do that at the same time, 2,000 yeah. miles apart. But they did. But he doesn't have quite the same bond with his brother that he did when he was growing up. But it sounds like you do, and that's amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, now that we do have kids and then she lives away, we were closer, you know, when we were younger. Um, but we definitely try to keep that bond. We actually have, especially during quarantine, we have something called sibling love. And we, I know it's corny. We call, we call each other every two weeks on FaceTime. And, you know, with all of the siblings and we just chat and just, you know, check in just That's to see so how everybody's sweet. doing. I'm going to make my brother do that. 
what about you and Corey? So you've been married for 12 years, years? 12, 12 years, but we've been together for almost 21. Whoa. Wow. How do you keep know. that fresh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep it fresh I'll with like a how, newlywed. <laughs> I know, you know, I think continue to date each other. Yeah. Like, you know, we're actually going to go on a date tomorrow and we dress up, you know, like you have to stay in that dating phase where you dress up for each other, you know, put on some perfume, spend that quality time, especially when you have kids. And when you have two kids or just a kid in general, your priority shifts, you know, it's kind of like you just naturally gravitate towards your kids and making sure that your kids are okay. And then you're like, am I okay? And then, but you have to really focus on your marriage. Um, because mm-hmm. if you don't, it'll be neglected. And then that's not good if that's not what you want. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's not even good for your kids. No, you're right. Because you're they right. learn about relationships from their parents. So mm-hmm. in fact, if you model the kind of relationship you one day want them to have, but I think it's easy to put on the back burner because you can't put kids on the back burner because they're going to yeah. have meltdowns, right? Exactly. Exactly. But it's easy to put your relationship with your partner on the back burner. And mm-hmm. I feel it's so important, incredibly important. I mean, we had sex dates. Like, oh, we had to have sex once a week. That was like a rule in our house because otherwise we wouldn't get around to it. Heidi, uh, this is the first time where I'm admitting it. We do, too. <laughs> we do, too. <laughs> yeah. Once a week. We have we always say we should do it more often, but once a week. And, you know, when I was younger and I when I would hear that, I'd be like, why do you have to do that? Like, you know what I mean? No, but you You like you said, it's like you do, especially with kids and with work and all that. Like you have to to make sure that it's not neglected in any kind of way. So I'm with you, girl. (laughs) Totally. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. (laughs) Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! (laughs) 
bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot, fast, and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. What's the best advice you ever got when you were pregnant and as a new parent? That's advice that I that I gotten that and I didn't listen. I wish I did when I was pregnant. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> was rest when the baby sleeps. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like sleep when the baby. You sleeps. just laughed. Yeah, like. But it's so important that you do that. That is the best advice that you can get. Or it's cliche, but but I will tell you the, the one advice that I had gotten that was very beneficial to me was prior to getting pregnant. This woman had told me, Tia, make sure you do everything that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, even when it comes to having fun. So I remember I had, you know, I was such a good girl, you know, with sister, sister, like I rarely got drunk. And I was like, let me see what it feels like just to get drunk. <laughs> so Cross I it mean, off the just list. like, you know, but just like have fun, do travel, do whatever it is that you want to do, you know, and that you can do before you have a child. Because like you said, certain things, it's going to be very easy for you to put on the back burner until things get settled again. The best advice that I had gotten for being a mom, and, and I've actually have a whole like business model offer this advice. I was just asking this woman, I was like, how do you do it? Like, how, how are you present with being a mom and with, you know, being a showrunner and just being able to just juggle all of these things and you still have a smile on your face? And she said, how can the goose lay the egg if the goose does not take care of herself? Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, totally. Right? So how can you be the best mom if you don't give yourself time, if you do not nurture yourself, if you do not give yourself self-care, if you do not take that time to take a nap, if you do not take that time to meditate, if you do not take that time, you know, just to yourself, how can yep. you be present and full to do other things that you love to do? And so that was the best advice. That's so smart. You also, in your spare time, have a line of supplements? Yes. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Like yes. You didn't have enough to do. I know. <laughs> but I do. I have a, um, a supplement line. And we talked about endometriosis and, and my journey. And that's what inspired me to come out with this line. You know, I had gone on this personal wellness journey for myself, and I had mentioned how taking supplements was a part of, you know, mm-hmm. me reaching my full wellness potential. 
And I just wanted to encourage other women and people to do the same, to take charge of, of their health. And you don't have to wait till something bad happens or until we get older to start, you know, really focusing on our health. Why not start doing what we need to do right now? But what inspired me the most about my, my supplement line was, you know, when I was on this wellness journey, I didn't see women of color being represented. I didn't see representation. I didn't see, you know, diversity when it came to speaking to that audience. So my goal with with Answer is to communicate, you know, of course to everyone, but also to communicate to the audience that didn't feel included when it came to wellness. And our supplement line Answer, it's tangible, it's affordable, um, and we have an incredible prenatal. With you know my personal experience, I wanted to make sure that it had properties or ingredients in there that helped with nausea. So we have peppermint, oh. we have ginger, and of course it's no gluten, preservative free. It's not vegan because we have the fish oil which you you need, mm-hmm. but the rest of the line from even the gummy line that we have is all vegan. The men's, the women's line, the beauty formula. We have digestive comfort. We have healthy mood that helps with your mood. We have just incredible things just to, you know, help you feel good on a day-to-day basis. But we're so proud of it. And That's so great. it's purposeful. You know what I mean? It's about yeah. helping people get on the right path. So, And I feel like, especially for women of color, when they become pregnant, often mm-hmm. are at higher risk for things like gestational yep. diabetes and mm-hmm. preeclampsia to get healthy before you even become pregnant. And that's mm-hmm. why I always say take a prenatal. Don't wait until you get the, you know, the pee stick, right? Mm-hmm. Until you see it's the true. plus line. You get yourself a prenatal vitamin. I say take mm-hmm. one all the time. Yeah. Like no. during your reproductive years. So I think mm-hmm. that's great. I think that's great. So now I hear that you have a question for me. Okay. So basically my question for you is just how do you go about this situation? Okay. So my daughter, she's very, very close to her dad. Like she's a daddy's girl. Like no matter how I can be, I can be around Cairo for 24 hours, but she's still a daddy's girl. It just seems like it's just something that happens. And so she's having a hard time, like eating in her high chair in the morning And she always wants her daddy to sit with her. She goes, daddy, sit, daddy, sit, daddy, sit. So she wants to be on daddy's lap. And she's very capable of sitting in her own high chair and eating herself. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's done this. She'll do it for me. She'll do it for everybody else but her daddy. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where it gets a little muddy is my husband, he gives in to her, you know, but then he like gets frustrated sometimes if he has to do things because, you know, he can't always be there to have Cairo sit on daddy's lap. But I'm kind of in a bind because he doesn't want to hear her cry or doesn't want to see her cry. Mm-hmm. And then he just gives in. So I don't know oh, what yeah. to do. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I can relate because I'm not going to name any names here, but I had a daughter. <laughs> I still have a daughter. (laughs) When she wanted something, she would just call him Gaga because that was her baby name for him. And so like she'd be 17 years old. And and when she wanted something, she'd just like sidle up to him and say Gaga. And then he was putty in her hands. I totally feel you. And, you know, in the end, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that the two of you 
are on the same parenting page and that you're a united front because clearly in your family, she wants something. She goes to daddy. I mean, I always say it's kind of like traffic rules. If all the traffic rules were changing all the time Mm -hmm. and you knew that on Monday, the red light meant stop and then on Tuesday Mm -hmm. it meant go or it meant whatever you wanted to mean on that day, then there would be chaos, right? Because the rules were always changing. You know, there are so few absolutes in parenting, you know, like you got to love your child, you got to keep your child healthy and safe. But if I were going to add one more, it would be consistency. You have to be Uh, consistent and you have to be consistent between the parents. Yes, that makes so much sense. And I'm telling you, there's definitely no consistency when it comes to that, but also Thank you so much for that because (laughs) (laughs) now I'm just going to talk to Corey and just, you know, see what is it that we both agree to. Exactly. I think sometimes parents feel like there has to be a certain number of times a day they say no, just, you know, to maintain their authority. But it's not like you have to say no all the time or that you have to have a certain number of rules. You just have to have what is non-negotiable. Yes. In our home. And then whether it's jumping on the bed or whether it's eating in the high chair, that's reasonable as long as it's always the same, no matter who's in charge. Got it. Oh, I like that. Okay. I'm going to check in with you, Heidi, in like two weeks and tell you how we're doing. Oh, (laughs) totally. Literally, mom, you're literally describing my house. No boundaries. I'm like, I'm learning too, T. I'm learning too. (laughs) Okay. No, it's hard. It's hard. It's especially with a toddler. Manipulative little creatures. (sighs) Tia, I want to thank you so much for being and hanging out today. No problem. I love supporting women. I love speaking about family and babies and all that stuff. So this was something that I was truly looking forward to. So thank you so much for all that you're doing. Oh. So I appreciate it. It takes a village, right? Yeah. We're all in this together. Yep, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Baby love, my baby love, I need you, oh how I need you. Thanks for listening. Remember, I'm always here for you. What to expect is always here for you. We're all in this together. For more on what you heard on today's episode, visit whattoexpect.com slash podcast. You can also check out what to expect when you're expecting, what to expect the first year, and the what to expect app. And we want to hear from you. Connect with us on our community message board or on our social media. You can find me at Heidi Murkoff and Emma at Emma Bing WTE. And of course, at what to expect. Baby Love is performed by Riley Beaterer. What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In my arms, why don't you stay? Need ya, need ya, baby love, ooh, ooh, baby love. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. 
our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app.